Okay. I think we're good. Okay. Airplane mode. We're good. We have a dog in the room, guys. So just in case you're wondering, the dog does bark. He'll be That's chill. what it is. Yeah. It's said Natasha's dog, Loki. So I'm here today with Mike. Um, we posted something on the Instagram. If you guys want some questions answered for our next podcast, we got three good questions we're going to talk about today. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to get Emma on the next podcast to ask some uh, nutrition questions to her. I know you guys have all been looking forward to that as well. With the Open uh, coming and going, it's been a little hard to get the podcast out, so we're going to get rolling back on that. First of all, Mike, congratulations on qualifying. Thank you. Uh, wasn't really games. that hard, but you know. <laughs> I think we both good. kind of looked at the leaderboard and we're like, oh, sweet. I, I guess I guess we're going. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just really can't mess it up by not submitting scores and not submitting videos, but it looks like we're in. Yeah. Should be fun. Should be interesting. When is it, June? June 14, 15, 16. Yeah, I'm looking into places right now. Okay, and it's a three-day. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I texted the guy... To make sure, like, hey, is it is it three days or is like the elites going day one, the masters going day two? He's like, no, like everybody, teams, masters, individuals uh, are all going on all three days. Nice. So it's gonna be yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be kind of like a regional format. It'll be yeah, that, that's that's your wheelhouse. Hey, eh? like two hard workouts and then rest. Yeah. No, like a full day. <laughs> no one. <laughs> oh, thank God. Which is, which is, that'll be, this This will be my first time. This will be your second or third time doing a multiple day competition? Second. Second time. I actually, no. Beachwad was two days as well. Okay. That was a team one. That was a while ago. Yeah. So that's, that'll be interesting. I would like, I was at, Kat was asking me, like, I think the guy who plays first in our division is third in the world in, in Masters. So, uh, yeah. That's that's not happening. But beat I would him. Like, no, you beat him. <laughs> I could beat him. I would. You you actually probably could. Um, but I would just like to be in that final heat through the whole weekend. That would be that would be fun. I was. What's in your category? Have you looked through the category? <clears throat> uh, I only know two people in my category. Okay. Uh, one is Jeff from CrossFit Closer. Okay. Yeah. Really fit for being as small as he is. Yeah. And then the other one is Jackson Glover from CrossFit Queen Street. Oh, okay. He's from Carlton Place. So I met him a few times. Nice. Yeah. So, so I'll beat both of them. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll beat both of them. So the first question uh, was from Lifton, who's now in Kitchener. Okay. Asked us, um, how do you stay motivated or what motivates you? And I don't know if he's specifically talking about competing or fitness, those kinds of things, but let's let's talk about both. So yeah, what, what motivates you? And This is interesting because I was kind of trying to think on this the other day, and I was trying to gauge whether or not I was internally motivated by, you know, factors that are for me or externally motivated by factors like, you know, I want to do well at the Can East Games, and I was trying mm-hmm. to determine which one works better for me, and it's, you know... Interesting because I can be internally motivated, but you get that extra 10% push when you have that external motivation of, you know, I'm going to do the Can East Games or I'm going to run a Spartan race or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a nice extra push. So I would say to help stay motivated, have some kind of 
event or goal that you want to reach within a certain time frame. It has to be within a certain time frame or else, you know, you'll just put it off indefinitely. Yeah. But that will help give you, you know, that extra 10% push. Yeah. That you need. And then as far as internal motivation goes, I would say if you want to get better, I think it was something like if you do, try and do one thing differently every day for two weeks, you have a 70% success rate. If well, you uh, try and do two things over those two weeks that are different and a way to improve yourself, your success rate drops like significantly to like 14% or something. Okay. So if you want to, you know, make small changes to get better mm-hmm. one at a time mm-hmm. is kind of the way to go, I would think. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to, you know, wake up early was the original goal. And then now it's wake up early and run. And then I'm on week four. So I'm going to add in wake up early, run, then do mobility. Okay. And that's kind of what's that's getting good. me up this, like these last, I guess, four weeks now and going into week five. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Really well. Good. <laughs> Today I took an off day from running, but I still got that's up okay. early. Still got up early. And I stretched instead of ran. I took a cold shower because, <laughs> you know. It's pretty much what running How bad do you want it? Yeah. Dude. So, cold shower, woke up, stretched, put a lot of work into the feet because I'm running in the barefoot shoes. Yeah. And that's a game changer. It has been, eh? Yeah. Why, why, why so? Uh, I have to run differently to okay. absorb the impact because if I run and I heel strike it, oh yeah, for sure, does not feel good. Yeah. So, but has it has it changed in terms of like, do you feel there's a difference in your fitness and lifting and gymnastics? I can like like the barefoot shoe changes that? Yeah, I don't think so. But I've always had like really ugly feet. All my toes are all squished together except for my big okay. toe. Okay. And I've never been able to separate them and I've been wearing those shoes for a while and I can now separate my toes on both my feet. Okay. And I can actually clench and like I can curl my toes and straighten them and I couldn't even do that before. So huh. it's more a matter of having proper foot function than it is like this is going to help right. my deadlift or anything like that. Right. So long term. <laughs> yeah. Mobility I want my foot. feet to function properly. Interesting. Yeah. So trying to do things, simple things that are going to benefit you long term. Yeah, like I sat, I sat down this morning when I was doing mobility. A lot of it was on my feet and lower legs because I'm running more. But I was sitting there and I was trying to point my big toe while having my other toes curled down. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying it right now, for those of you who can't see. And I can't, I can't do it. I sat there for about five minutes trying to do it and I, could, I couldn't get it because my feet are, you know. No, I can't do that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, there. Oh. That was almost it. But I sat there for five minutes trying to get it, and I only got it to happen one time. I could, like, semi-curl. <clears throat> yeah. It's a semi-curl. But you should be able to, you know, move your toes kind of almost, not individually, because your pinky toe and all that doesn't Ooh. really have much function, but, you know, you should be able to separate them and kind of get them to move when you want them to in which direction. Huh. So I'm trying to get proper foot function back these last few weeks as well. Yeah. Yeah, the, ex- the external motivators are really hard, because it's always a moving target. Yeah. And it's, right? you know expensive to always be doing Spartan races and things like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, Arcane East Games. It's, it's, it's not cheap, but it, I mean, if you, if you pick one or two a year, I think you kind of dive yeah. into that. Like I was like, Whoa. But then I guess it was $200, but then I'm like, but then when they said it was three days, I'm like, you know what? Okay. That's worth it. I can, I can see that now, but like for a one day comp, it's like, wow. Yeah. But it's not a one day comp. So. But I didn't know when I paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, did you I get the shorts? Three days. Uh, yeah, I got the shirt. And you got the name card? 
Yeah, I got the name. I'm just going to steal the name card. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm sure it won't be an issue. No, it shouldn't be. Did it at the Atlas Games? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the external, uh, external motivators. For me, now I think when you decide to go Masters, which Josh Bridges hasn't done yet, you're already <laughs> acknowledging that, okay, you're, you're not quite the same as you used to be. Now, whether that's you have just more to do or... Um, you recover differently, really. You recover differently. Yeah. Yeah, it is like when we have like a big session, I feel good during the session, but then I go home and I'm on the couch and somebody's like, what's wrong with you? It's like, I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and I, and I got to, you know, I'm not going to stop doing that, but I just got to understand that when I try to keep up some days, it's, it's, it, it, you have to, you're definitely paying a toll, but that's yeah. okay. It's fun. And that's, that's the most important thing to do. And that's what I think people need to understand and take away is that it has to be fun for you. It has to be something you want to do because you are putting aside immediate gratification most of the time for long-term success. And uh, that's not always easy because the immediate gratifications are everywhere. We see them everywhere, whether it's food, uh, whether it's uh, sleeping for an extended period of time, whether it's um, not going to the gym and watching a movie that we've always wanted to see or Maybe we just want to keep on repeating. So, no, it's 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 not easy, but uh, it's definitely possible. Yeah, no, that's a good point because I've been trying to order the way I do things. I've been trying to, you know, it's really hard because it's easy to kind of flick on your phone and get caught in Instagram for 20 minutes or something like that. It's not, you know, really benefiting yeah. you. But I've been trying to yeah. not read or, you know, go on my phone or watch a movie or anything like that until I've done the things I need to do. So I kind of have order of priority is, you know, food, obviously number one. And then yep. I go, you know, mobility slash working out, all of that, trying to, you know, stay on top of that. And then once I've done all of my fitness related things, then I use my phone. So I try not to use my phone right away until I've done all the things that I need to do. Even, you know, not just in the morning, but when I get home at night, cause I, you know, it's easy to forget to stretch. Yeah. <clears throat> so I try to, get that in and then I can use my phone like I eat when I get home and then I stretch and then I can fall into my phone if I want to try not to but it's hard no I bought what I bought the nine I bought a $90 mat to stretch and the my thinking behind that was if I buy a $90 mat which I could very well get a $10 mat at winners I better stretch I better stretch every day because yeah. that thing caught, so that's that's that was my motivation. Like, I'm gonna buy this so that, I'm like, man, if you're not using this, like, what are you doing? So I got that. But speaking about phones, man, and this is something I used to do probably two, three years ago. My biggest pet peeve is like people between reps, or sorry, not between reps, but between <clears throat> sets, like, go to their phone. It's like be present in the moment, and then they miss a lift on the next set. Oh my god! I wonder why. That is just because they're like, okay, I finished. I'm going to hit it. Like whatever, we're doing something five by five at 75, 80% back squat, let's just say. And they hit their fourth set. It's a little shaky, but they go to their phone to do something. That's like, oh, it's time to lift because the class has got to move forward. And they get under it and they can't get like rep number four or five. It's like, well, you weren't present, right? And, and that's something that yeah. the phone is really good at causing you to do is not to be present. 
And I'm not saying having a phone um, isn't important, but, you know, when you're working out, like, dedicate that hour to putting the phone by the side unless, uh, you know, you're having a baby or your wife's having a baby or there's, there's an emergency that's going to happen. But really, put that phone down and be present. And I guarantee people, uh, and I used to do that, to be honest with you, like a couple of years ago. Um, but I was like, no, like, you got you to gotta be present because... You want to get fitter, and that's and that's part of it. That's part of doing it, and that's a pet peeve that I try to steer athletes away from doing. Like, guys, put your phone in your bags for the hour and try to focus on being present. I've yeah. noticed uh, also, you know, you mentioned pet peeves. Uh, <laughs> no, not a pet peeve of mine, but normally when you see something that agitates you about someone else, it's yeah. directly something that you think you could do better on, or it's yeah. you deflecting it. To yeah. them, so if you, you know, for you, you said, you know, you didn't like to on the phone so much. Yeah. It's probably because you were on your phone too much and you kind of internally were like, fuck, why am I on my phone right now? Yeah. Like, I could be doing better things, but you can't tear yourself away, so you just deflect it towards other people. Yeah. Kind well, that's, and that's it. It's like, my phone's on the bench. I, I'm resting two minutes. What else do I have to do? I, I can, I should, why don't I just look at my phone for a little bit? But I'm not focusing, like... You should also be focusing on resting, like resting. What did I do right during that set? What did I do wrong? Were my were my heels down? Were I pushing my knees out? Like, you know, I'm, should I be watching other people move as well and seeing what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong? And, oh, you know, I'm only resting two minutes. It's now a minute 50. I better start getting up, chalking, and get to the bar and have a good lift. And that's, you know, people get frustrated when they can't lift uh, their percentages or um, they make the same mistakes. Well, when you were resting, were you focusing on, on the next thing? And that's something I was I was missing. Uh, I don't know, a snatch or a clean and jerk at a percentage that I should be hitting, and I think that was directly correlated to it a couple of years ago. And now, like it, it rarely happens. Anyways, yeah, bit of a tangent there, but yeah, yeah, bit of a tangent. PDs and sports. I guess this is coming uh, from my brother-in-law Rob, who's actually just started CrossFit. At CrossFit Orleans, congratulations. And he was asking about uh, PDs in sports, more specifically CrossFit. Um, do you see it becoming an issue? I don't, but I've had people say that I, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt a little bit too much. Uh, I personally don't think anybody really does that in the sport of CrossFit, but, you know, I can't tell. I, I got mm-hmm. that judgment kind of from hanging out with the guys at NCR and they would never touch that shit and they're competitive. Paul mm-hmm. went to the games. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't think that you need it to compete in the sport of CrossFit. I mean, it gives you a bump for sure. That's the point of it. But mm-hmm. I don't think that it's an issue or at least, that, again, I don't have a you know very good opinion on that because the only people I've met that compete are good dudes and they wouldn't do that sort of thing. <laughs> but maybe there are the occasional person who's like, all I want to do is try to beat Matt Frazier and that's what's going to get me there. Yeah. So. I maybe. think, yeah, I think in any sport, um, and we'll see what happens. Like, again, we'll, and this is our next question, talks about where CrossFit's going. Um, but we'll see what happens with the sport. But the more it grows, the more money is involved. And this happens with every sport. Uh, people are going to try to cheat. And it's not... Um, straight up with like HGH or, or, or steroids or anabolic steroids, but it could be something subtle that's on the band list that people don't know about too. Um, 
that your trainer says, yeah, this this will give you an edge and this is completely legal, but you gotta you gotta research things uh, for yourself. Like uh, Emily Abbott, like I don't know if if she I don't know her personally. I don't know if she's telling the truth or or whatnot. But I mean, you need to be your own advocate and you need to look for. Um, like I'm never going to the games and never been tested, but I look at like when I go buy protein now and make sure it has that third party tested stuff just, you know, just in case, just because I do take it on a daily basis and it will like stay in my system. So I'm, I'm, I'm aware, but I mean, um, it, it can be very easy for something to slip under the radar. So I think people have to be really, really careful about that. And in terms of it penetrating the sport, I think as long as, the testing continues and, and the sport of CrossFit dedicates funds to testing. And that's going to be even harder now with the Open. The way it is, the way that um, you have these national champions coming in. So how are you going to test these national champions? Which is going to be interesting because you could have some guy you know, coming out of nowhere and uh, cycles off of whatever he wants to take. And really all he's done is the Open and shows up. Yeah, you're like okay, but this guy's now crushing it. And I mean, like, if the guy shows up from Madagascar and you know is pushing for the top, I'll be a little suspicious. Yeah, I mean it'll be hard. Like Ricky Girard was, I guess, as dope to the gills as you can get, and he still couldn't beat uh, Matt Fraser or Patrick Vellner. And Patrick Vellner did not have a good year that year either. I think he flopped on a couple no, of events he, and still uh, came I think, it, I think that year it was Fakowski in second. Oh, Fakowski, Because Vellner got bumped up. That's right, yeah. Lost the right. Um. So, I mean, you're still like, you still have to put in the hard work and did they give him that extra bump to get to the podium? I guess so. I guess what's, we have to go on that thinking. But maybe he could have done it without it. But maybe, yeah, maybe he could have done it without it or maybe it gave him also that like mental edge that I am, I have something that nobody else has so I should be at the top. Yeah. That also happens to that, that, that psychological edge that maybe gives you in that um, I'm often and never going to catch me. Or I think for him, it was I have to say that I'm not doing it, but I think everybody does it, which is not true. Interesting. Which I know isn't true. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody does it, but everyone's in a wild yeah. Natasha who comes from bodybuilding where everybody yeah. takes it. It's like, there's no way that, you know, right. top people. Like, some of them aren't doing it, and I'm like, I don't think they are. Yeah. I, I just, I don't see that at all. I couldn't imagine, you know, like, lying like that through, like, when you know it's wrong, just being able to lie like that just seems, you know. I don't think like Matt, I don't think a guy like Matt Frazier is. He's, he's having too much fun. <clears throat> That's what I mean. And he's such, like, a, a relaxed guy. I think if it got to the point where, where that would happen and it was penetrating the sport... On the regular, I think he would know it. I think athletes would know it. I think he'd be one of the athletes to be like, okay, this isn't for me anymore. Yeah, and I think he'd step away. And I'm, I'm stepping away. I don't think he would out guys. I don't think he's the kind of guy to do that. But I think uh, he'd be the guy to say, no, this, this isn't for me. And I think he probably went through all of that in weightlifting mm-hmm. growing up where some countries – Probably, you know, their 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 doping agency within the country is probably working pretty closely with the federations. Uh, Bulgaria. Bulgaria, the Russians, you know. So, um, no, I hope not. And I think you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. You can't say somebody's doping until they get caught. 
no matter what you hear, I think that's important. Like, you know, if some guy comes out of nowhere, um, you know, we have a lot of masters athletes too that uh, are doing really, really well. And hey, maybe they just really worked, you know, their balls off for a whole year and they dialed everything in. They sacrificed quite a bit. Well, and there are and some just like genetic freaks. Like, you gotta remember, yeah. this is like the top point zero 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 one percent and like that percentage of the population there are a bunch of like people that are just ungodly athletic exactly and it's crazy yeah. so weird buddy steve like the weight he can push without yeah. like without even trying is just yes yeah. it, it, it makes you shake your head you're like jesus <laughs> yeah no he's just got some raw talent there like you got some gifts yeah um so yeah, there are there there are definitely uh, people like that, and I think we want to believe that we're all equal, and that if I work as hard as this person, uh, I can achieve those same results. It's like, well, you can maybe get close. you can get close, and I would like to think that. But some people just like they're put on this planet. It's just it's 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 a lot like singing. Like I could say, like I could be a good singer if I put in the work and you the dedication. The same notes, you but can, I, you know, do the same words, but it's not going to sound. I can't. Same way. It's just, I'm, yeah, it's not going to happen. I, I think I could get like maybe half decent for like you know uh, maybe a heart and crown on a <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah, a little karaoke. Yeah, but that'll, you know, that's that's pretty much it. And it's not to say I won't enjoy it. And if I did it, it's because I enjoy it and I love to do it and I'm having fun with it. But I understand that I'm not going to make a living off of it, which is the same thing, I think, for me in, in, in CrossFit as an athlete. Uh, I love doing it. I want to see how far I can get. I want to work on my personal weaknesses. But at the end of the day, yeah, like some of the numbers these guys are putting up are just like redonkulous. And I, and I can't believe it's... I can't believe it's it's all PEDs. Like they're putting in the work, and they also have a, also have a knack for it too. Did you uh, see the other day Austin Maliolo on the same day he deadlifted <laughs> six hundred and ran the Boston Marathon? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. How many people even did that? What could do that in that Boston Marathon? That entire Boston Marathon. None except None. him. Except him, because he's got like the most wild deadlift. Like he's got he's, those long arms and short frame, right? Oh, man. He's real good at it. And, yeah, no, I don't think anyone else in the race could have done that. That's pretty crazy. Because they probably all trained specifically for that, which is the exact opposite. Right. Of a 600-pound deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he can move, too. He's not, uh, it's not like he's a big dude. Yeah. So on that, what do you think the future is? Like, numbers-wise. Like, if he could do um, that today. Yeah. I think, again, I think, um, I think CrossFit, I mean, we're going to talk about in terms of, uh, in terms of the, uh, conditioning methodology, I think it's just going to grow. I think you look at a, a gym like, uh, NorCal, which is now called NC fit, you know, they just rebranded themselves. They still pay their affiliation fee. They still do fundamental CrossFit, but they have, uh, some other programs, but I don't think CrossFit is, is going anywhere. I think it's here to stay. Yeah. Whether it's, we call it CrossFit, like CrossFit YOW, YOW Fitness, whatever. Like, I think it's here to stay because it works and people tend to like things that work. Um, so 10, 20 years down the road, just like 
your good life and your Movadis, like they've been around, you know, your, your, your basic gym has been around, your community center gym has been around for decades. I think it's going to be the same thing. Um, but in terms of the sport itself, it's, it's going to have to be picked up by some kind of media outlet for, yeah. in order to survive. I think that's on the way. I hope so. Because it would be like saying, okay, oh, the playoffs are here now in hockey. You're all going to have to go to the stadiums and to see the games and watch the highlights the next day. Or watch the highlights of a week. And I think that would just, you know, that would kill the prof- you know, professional hockey. And yeah. if that went on, I think people could deal with it for a year and jump back on the bandwagon because there are hockey strikes, there's baseball strikes, those, those kinds of things, the players and manager strikes. So maybe it's the same thing as CrossFit, like a media outlet still has not pitched up for the game. So as of today, we, we're not going to be able to watch the CrossFit games. I didn't know that. Except for maybe, you know, Greg Glassman's like, some of the best thing I've seen is somebody's iPhone on Facebook. I'm like, oh, good God. Plus, I'm just <laughs> go back to that. <laughs> but that's, that's what it's, it's going right now. That's what it's going to be unless a media outlet picks it up. And if it's a bigger one, it may pick it up and then, you know, televise it on a Sunday and then do a whole recap of the whole week and then the last two events. So we won't get to see the whole buildup like we've been used (coughs) to seeing, right? Um, So, yeah, that's that's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's it's really out of our hands. And it's I think the transition could have been better, could have been a bit smoother. I really like the sanctionals, though. I like how, uh, and it's going to be better with the Open at the beginning of the year next year. But what I would like to see is if you're a national champion, great. But I would like to also see national champions being the, like the top 200 overall to be able to go to the games. Because I don't really want to see number 500 and something who has a five-minute friend uh, yeah. you know, compete at the games. Makes sense. The thing I'm excited about for next year is that we might get to do the open and have like the big doors open at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And I think that would be a really nice thing yeah. to be able to like, you know, let's just say we want to do an open workout like Friday Night Lights and then have a barbecue at the same time. Yeah. We can do that without smoking everybody who's trying to work out. That's right. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> People aren't going to have to inhale smoke at the same time or try and barbecue inside. That'd yeah. be terrible. But that'll be fun um, for people who now want, who want to make a living off CrossFit but are, are not winning the CrossFit Games, they now get to promote their sponsors, not just at a regional, but at four or five, maybe even six different events if they plan it out right. Like, they don't have to go full send at every event, but at least they get to kind of wave the flag of whatever brand they're, they're, they're trying to push. So I think that'll be good for the athletes. Uh, but the Games itself, like, that's, that's the big pull, and hopefully it's not, I have to go to Madison to see the Games. It's, I can still be at home, um, and the coverage was, was getting phenomenal. Yeah, no, and I also like the sanctionals for the, you know, I really like the regional weekend mm-hmm. I, as a spectator, but I always have to flip back and forth between the different, you know, I want to watch the Canada East regional, I want to watch the, you know, the Southwest regional or whatever it may be. Yeah. I got to kind of flip back and forth to try and figure out who's on when and all that. But if it's one sanctional that weekend, I can watch that sanctional, don't have to worry about missing anything. And it spreads it out throughout the year because I really look forward to regional weekends. Yeah. Because they're real fun to watch. Yeah. So... I enjoy watching the sanctionals and keeping up with that, you know, throughout the year rather than just having three yeah. weeks where it's like all there, all of a sudden it's going to be nice to kind of <clears throat> just 
maybe I don't know how often they're going to do it, but like once or twice a month, like, oh yeah, now there's this one on the weekend and you get to see your top people throw down on that event. Like I'm looking forward to the one in Asia. Yes. I think that'll be an interesting one. Well, that's when China chose on Mayhem, right? For that one? Yeah. So that team will probably kick some ass. Well, we think, but we don't know, right? You still got to play the game. So I got to play the game and see what happens. I think uh, it'd be cool if uh, YouTube or, or somebody said, yeah, well, like, what was it? Wadapalooza was asking like $100 or something like that. It, it was 30 bucks. It was 30 bucks? Okay. I thought that it was wasn't more. Too bad. No, no, no. I thought it was more. It was $30 for the weekend. Yeah. But how was that? Did you get it? No. I didn't get it either. I wonder what the coverage was like. It was $30 is still a little much, but what I would pay for, for every sanctional, I would pay like, I would pay 150 If I got to see every sanctional on one like form of media. Yeah. So I, and I, I got complete access. Like so that'd be like ten dollars for yeah every sanctional. That'd be decent. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like it's like your NFL package or your NHL package, whatever. Like that's your sport, and that's what you like to see, and you're able to flip it on on the weekends. Yeah, right. Or your golf, golf channel, those kinds of things. So I think I, I think there's money to be made in it. And I hope somebody picks it up. Um, hope somebody picks up the game, but. Sorry if that doesn't answer your question. I think that was from Perry. Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be based on what the media does and what people do in terms of stepping up and, and covering CrossFit and that's how it's gonna grow because people need to make money off off the sport and in order to do that you need eyeballs um, on brands and uh, on the athletes and them promoting it's what do you think last question what do you think about uh wear whatever shoes you want now oh i think that's great yeah because like <laughs> i've tried you know you have to break in your shoe yeah like it's just that simple if you get a shoe the weekend of or the week of yeah it's gonna be awkward the whole time and just as you start to get used to it yeah you're gonna be done and then yeah. you go back to your normal shoe so i do like that but I, uh, my kind of thing that I was thinking for, you know, five, ten years down the line is, do you think that there's much space for, like, the top guys to get that much fitter anymore? Or do you Oof. think they're capping out was something that I was kind of thinking on when you sent me that that was going to be one of the questions. Um, do I think there's that much space? Well, from a conditioning and gymnastics point of view, I think yes. I think, like, when you start to factor in more strict gymnastics, I think you're going to... It's almost like okay. a different kind of gymnastics, right? Like, I can do, you know, whatever. How many hand, how many unbroken kipping handstand push-ups could you do? I think we did, like, I think you did, like, 55 legit with the line in, like, a minute 15 that one time. Yeah. And then how many, like, strict could you do? 15, right? I did, I did 42. Yeah, but in a row, like, yeah. unbroken. Yeah. 42 strict? Emma got that on video. Yeah, but not in the wad. It wasn't in a wad, but it was just oh. one set. It was just one set. That was the point. But what I'm saying is you can get now, it's like you can work. Well, you wouldn't really need to work on out with 42. But what I'm saying well, is no, now but it's like could, something else. The equivalent of what you mean is for pull-ups. Because I could do like 12 strict pull-ups in a row, but I could do like 70 kipping. Right. You know, like it's a huge difference on that one. Right. So I don't think we've topped out on gymnastics if you eliminate <laughs> uh, the kip. Right. Same yeah. thing with ring muscle ups. So there's there's a couple things there that I think uh, 
you're going to see. I think I think conditioning like there's there's guys now who are trying to break the two hour marathon rec- world record, right? Like yeah, but nobody wants to watch the whole two hour marathon. No, no, no but what you I'm know, saying is appealing about CrossFit is the workouts. You know, twenty minutes or less, and it can keep your attention the whole time. Whereas if they just yeah. like you know do triple Murph, people are like, oh, he's still squatting. Okay, I don't know. Right, but I always out. think you're going to see one long event, and for those guys to be able to row that marathon and. Like, I didn't nice. watch it. I think I watched like maybe the last 10 minutes and the first 10 minutes. Yeah. But for them to be able to complete it and then uh, keep uh, going on the weekend, it's pretty damn impressive. I can't remember who it was. I was listening to somebody on, I don't know if it was a podcast or a video or what, but it might have been Tia. And she was like, yo, I actually felt really good like on the next day. I felt so good. I was like, how the fuck? Are you right. not devastated right now? <laughs> yeah. Like if I did that, I'd spend that entire rest day because I had the Thursday off. I'd yeah. spend the entire day in bed and like yeah. not move a muscle. I'd be dead. Yeah. So that's, I think you're always going to have that one long event. Um, but weightlifting though, like in terms of capacity for strength, like you have to give something for gymnastics and the conditioning, right? You have to give something up. And that's what Matt Frazier did. Like his, his strength numbers went down slightly. But well, he's, he's, he, still, he's still hitting lifetime PRs. Really? Yeah. When we did the heavy clean after the dumbbell front squat far facing Berkman in 2018, yeah. I think he hit 380 or 385, somewhere in that range. Something right. ridiculous. And he, I think he said that was lifetime PR. It's hmm. so like he's still getting fedder in yeah. all capacities. Well, but like, I don't know how much space there is really to like, you know, get better. I know. In 2013, they put out a video, and I think it was Jason Kleeper said, like, you know, at some point we're going to have someone who can run yeah. a five-minute mile and... Clean and jerk 400 pounds. Yeah, and... That's going to be... I don't think that's happened yet. Maybe it has, but that's some crazy shit. That is going to be crazy. I, I think that'll happen, and that'll just... But that's, that's great for the brand and sport, and I think even the conditioning methodology of CrossFit. It's like, you don't... I think Pete CrossFit has proven... Uh, physiology wrong time and time again by just you know taking a physiology textbook and kicking it out the window yeah oh you don't think this can be done well like yeah like 600 pound deadlift go run a marathon perfect yeah but i mean what was this time do you know for the marathon no sub four hours i have no idea i didn't look at that but i mean as far as kicking the physiology textbook out the window i mean I think you still need that, but I think a right. considerable just, amount of yeah. fitness is mental, you know? Yes. And it's your yes. ability to just, like, take that discomfort and be like, oh, I'm going to keep going anyway. Yeah. And I think that's that kind of variable factor that CrossFit is so good at expressing. It's like, you know, you're in a lot of pain during Fran, mm-hmm. but you keep going anyway. But you can hang on. Yeah, exactly. You can. It's just, it's going to be really, really uncomfortable. <laughs> And really, like, how long are we talking for in terms of friend? Like, maybe seconds. Like, at the end, like, seconds, it's yeah. going to be uncomfortable. But yeah. you can do it, right? Because, I mean, the physiology textbooks used to say, like, you cannot run a mile in under four minutes. Yeah. And now there's, you know, it's not a common thing, but dozens of people, I'm pretty sure, could run a sub four. Yeah, I, I would say, like, over, like, over 50 to 60 people now can do it. Like, who yeah. are trying to get into the Olympics. Like a four-minute mile is not uh, is not winning you the Olympics anymore. Yeah, but they said that was impossible. So the physiology text, like physiologically, people have been wrong, but yeah, I think right. the general principles are still. 
sound right. as one guy. It's like it's not like CrossFit defying science and gravity and all of that. It's like you know. no, it's not. But it's also like they're they're doing things that were were perceived to never. Nobody ever was willing to try because they're like, well, you need to specialize. Yeah. And if you're gonna clean and jerk three eighty, you gotta specialize. Right. And now it's no, you don't. Like if you have the tools to be able to do that, you can still do that and run uh, a 10K in under 40 minutes, Jesus. which that's not like a, a fast 10K. Ugh, that's fast for me. That's right. That's asking a little much. But that's what I like. My, my best 10K is, is 39 something when I was 21 years old playing soccer. That's Ugh. all we did, right? Ugh. Maybe one day I'll get <laughs> But... Uh, but that's that's I think that's that's feasible. If I was to ask you to run ten k right now, what do you think you hit? Forty five. Forty five. Forty five minutes. Wow. Okay, we're gonna have to test that. Because <laughs> I know that mine would be over an hour. Well, I ran I ran five the other day in twenty one. And it wasn't like it was hard. Like I pushed the pace, but what I was just thinking about was keeping my shoulders over my feet and never heel striking. As soon as I found myself heel striking, I was like, you're, you're slowing down. Like, just do these two things and just just keep a fast cadence. Like, don't worry about speed. Don't worry about pacing. Just keep moving. And those are the, those are the mechanics of running, right? That's how you should be running. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the capacity because uh, if you look at, like, those old videos of them doing CrossFit, like, back at the ranch, and now you're just like, these are, like, different. Yeah. Well, even what was that workout? Snatches and ring muscle ups, where Cleep almost hit the. Oh, or, or, or did hit the cameraman, and they did Amanda forty five and just like smoked it, like smoked it, and you were just like, wow. Honestly, that come so far. That's my favorite thing about Cleep is not once but twice <laughs> he got into the last workout on a rep, the last rep in a workout, and he was going so hard he failed that rep like seven or eight times. And, like, one of them was that one, Amanda, he, fit, he failed that squat snatch. I don't even know how many times. Like, the camera is on him, and then they're like, okay, he's, not, he's just not going to make it. He's going to keep trying. They, like, cut away from him for, like, two minutes, and they come back, and he's still trying. And then the other one was, uh, I think it was parallel handstand push-ups. He failed, like, seven times. He was, like, ahead by, like, two minutes over anyone else, and then just, like, fell apart and died. But, like, the thing I love about that is he went that hard. Yeah. It's not like, you know, he had a bad plan. It was like, the plan worked. Yeah. Until literally the last rep, <clears throat> and I hope yeah, and I, I hope Dave Castro keeps programming. He's getting better and better at programming the uh, spectacle. Like he's testing domains of fitness, but he's also getting really good at keeping everybody entertained. And yeah. it is it is more and more entertaining the better he gets. Anyways. All right, Mike, thanks for doing this. No problem. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, Emma with some nutrition, hopefully next on the way. Nobody wants to hear mine take on nutrition, though? Well, you can jump in. <laughs> no, I got nothing to say. You can jump That's what people want to hear. But... You're, you're doing intermittent fasting right now, right? Uh, I'm on the fence on that. I'm still doing it, but I'm on the fence of whether or not it's working for me. On the fence, because it's hard to eat during a certain window, because you've got to pack a lot of food. Yeah. Not, like, yeah. prepping that much food. Yeah. No, like I, to eat I, it when it's made and I, make I like it, that too. I'm and then eat too. it right away. I'm not a. So maybe one day, maybe one day if I'm really trying to sharpen the sword, I'll do like I don't know. I'll do a keto or I'll do an intermittent fasting or one of these things. But right now, I just try to stick to macros and 
have a chocolate egg every now and then with uh, Emma bringing those in. Oh my God. <laughs> Gotta get rid of those. I'm just trying to hit my calories. That's all that I That's it. care about. All right. All right. Thanks, guys.